0: Hi, my name is Global James Warming, and I'm a real guy. I'm suffering because I say hi to people every day, but people ignore me, even though I'm here. I'm just like anybody else in the world. I want to feel noticed and acknowledged. So when you see me, do us all a favor and say what's up. Paid for by the end of the world, what the fuck are we going to do, Foundation? What's up, y'all? It's your boy, co-host comedian writer actor all that jazz Joel Boyd what's up thank you for coming back to the show we appreciate you all the first time listeners what's up we glad to have you this is the show where all kinds of people are publicly sharing with you our vulnerability and trying to find the best versions of ourselves we have a stellar interview Today, I don't even use that word, but I am today because Fatima Taliyah is on the show. Comedian, writer, actor. Um, she's she's just been one of the hardest working people I've seen in L.A. since I've been here. And we were blessed to have her on the show. Uh, we I, well, Let's be honest. It's a very... Um, we talk deep in the weeds of comedy uh, on this episode. Some, some Chicago stuff, some L.A. stuff. So if you like hearing behind the scenes comedy world, we get into that. It's also a very apocalyptic, heavy op- like episode, to be honest. We talk about a lot of crime and things that are happening in L.A. and the world. So um, yeah, we, we get a little real. Um, but be warned. Uh, I, it almost feels like we're we're trying to warn you. Hey man, if you're gonna move to L.A., uh, don't do it now during the apocalypse because uh, it's gonna it's not gonna be pretty. Well, it might be might be pretty at the beach, but that's. That's it. But all right, we got our little intro coming up with me and Ralph, and then uh we'll have our interview with the amazing comedic talent of Fatima Talia. Welcome to High Power. <laughs>
1: To work i usually now go to the gym oh like, you go, so go after work yeah i go after Holy work because it's just like if i go before i'm tired at the job okay so i can't perform therefore i can't be the greatest person for the people around me right right so i was like i'm gonna go after and everyone's like you're crazy i was like i'm not crazy i just have to do this yeah. or i'm going to go crazy or mm-hmm. i'm not gonna love who i am like mm-hmm. ah, it, i have like you know i gotta work out for me to feel good yeah, yeah you the know, gym
0: so. is. I've been going back. At least I was just there this morning. Like it's.
1: Yeah, you it's talked about that.
0: Good. It's good to just like, cause I, I I think I like being at the gym because it's cool to see p- all different people from all different walks of life and different body types and different ages and different colors trying mm. like just working on mm. themselves. Uh, you know, I don't I don't care that I'm three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating on this bike. Yeah, that's what I'm doing today. Yeah, I sweat on this bike right now. And that's cool energy, like, to just be around. And it's, like, I like it because everybody, we're going a little bit away from the masks. Only some people wear the masks now. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, a communal, like, everybody's here just doing a little bit of work on themselves. Yeah.
1: Damn, I've never seen it like that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, because I'm so, like, insecure in the gym. I think that's the place where I'm, like... Oh,
0: man, I don't give a fuck. I'm small. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm trying to put I'm trying to put on, weight. Yeah, yeah. to put on muscle. Same, So I don't yeah. really care. Like, other people are big living big shit. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to do this couple yeah. of <laughs> yes. I'm yeah. working though, bro. Yeah,
1: dead ass, bro. And you know, you get that after after school gym workout <laughs> yeah, body that bro. lasts for like an hour maybe. You're you like, feel good.
0: You're like, good. You look cut. Yeah, you're like, ooh, shit, wear a tank top yeah. while you're eating
1: cereal. I mean, <laughs> hell yeah, you just find a reason to Facetime with no shirt on, nigga. Yeah. You start deflating, you be like, hold on, let me call you back. <laughs> <laughs> Listening. yeah no, i love i mean i love i'm discovering i love the gym man. i i like it's mm-hmm. a part of my me, like the my, balance my balance yeah. yeah it's part of like yeah, your recipe the tools yeah that makes me me like the gym and meditation and journaling i really been journaling this week mm-hmm. and and journaling in a fun fun way yeah, like in uh yeah, yeah. in a wow these are really my thoughts like really like coming out and like not overthinking, but it, it's thoughtful. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I'm really loving the fucking journaling I'm doing.
0: Yeah, it's metamorphosis.
1: Yeah, it really is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, some of y'all stay a, a caterpillar because y'all don't want to take that risk and mm-hmm. anything. Being bold in life, taking mm-hmm. bold. And a lot of our guests say that, like, just taking bold moves. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just like, so I'm literally now like looking where I could be bolder, where I could not mm-hmm. not like uh, where can i be bold like yeah. yeah no just like you know what i'm saying like okay i could be more forward here mm-hmm. more so
0: that's good i i feel like I, it, it, you and know, we talk a lot about uh signs in this episode
1: <laughs> yes we do but yeah
0: like i think just I, I, i've been more vocal about this recently but just uh being a libra and i think just being um Even just like reading Will Smith's book, like he's, me and him have a lot in common astrologically. Mm. And when he talked about like being assertive and saying no to things or like always having that need to impress people or like be a people pleaser, Mm. I find that like, I'm so proud of myself. Nobody has any idea that this is happening for me, but like, I'm really proud of myself in those little moments where I'm like really assertive and just being like even if I'm not saying no necessarily, but I'm just saying like this, I'm not going to do this. And that's the end of that. Mm. That's These are huge steps that I'm taking, that I know, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But yeah. like nobody else knows that shit. Yeah.
1: You know what well, I mean? And it's monumental steps. Like, yeah, yeah. cause that like that little thing right there is not little. It mm-hmm. like, it changes the way you live your life now from now on. I'm learning a lot this week about, Myself for sure. Like, I, I mean, I've always learned about myself, but this week was like, how do I really handle stress? Like, how do mm-hmm. I really handle like being in, in a stressful, cause I was stressed this week and then my bike, and I was just like, but <laughs> with I the think? bike thing, I was just like, well my bike tire, you just, you see it missing. You're not even like you're just like this is L.A. living. Yeah, there was a point of me was like, "Yo, fuck L.A., nigga." Like <laughs> I was like, "Yo, fuck L.A., fuck everything." Like, but then I was just like, "Nah, they want you to feel this way, so you just give up." Like, mm-hmm. yeah, just give up on everything. It's just stop, stop the podcast. Like, fuck it, mm-hmm. stop, stop riding a bike, just Uber. Like, stop. And they're just like, "I'm a guy that's so like, I'm not going to stop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do two more." You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? I'll be mm-hmm, like, let's record mm-hmm. two more episodes this week. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. let's do, like, I'm going to ride my bike three times, you know, more. Like, just, yeah. like, because I'm not.
0: I do that at the, that's what I think I like about the gym is, like, you do, you usually can do more than your brain even knows. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes when I get really fucking tired and I'm like, I can't do anymore, I just tap into this extra little thing in the back of my brain that's like, you know what, two more.
1: Yeah. Two more. I love that part. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, okay, that was one. That was one. That yeah, was one. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. take whatever break you need to, but it's like,
1: and you do you're it, just actually.
0: peeling back, like, the, f- I don't know what that is, doubt or fear, like, those self-defeating, me and my girlfriend were talking about that a lot, like, how we talk to ourselves. Because mm. we self-defeat, I think, ourselves yeah. a lot. And I know it's not just us. I know a lot of people do that, like, tell themselves, "It's," a, but it's all a narrative I'm realizing like we're we're writing our own stories. Really is what we're
1: doing. Isn't it crazy to on think that on this earth? Yeah.
0: You're kind of right. Like God handed you whatever family you couldn't control, whatever money your family had you couldn't control, all the shit that happened to you for the first like 15, 18, 20 years. You couldn't control that shit. Mm-hmm. But then it's like you have the pen now. So what are you doing? What are you gonna what's the story? What do you want to write? and i'm like that's it's powerful but it's scary super cuz i think people don't think they have the pen people don't think that they can like i was talking to my girlfriend this recently like i'm learning a lot about financial health right now mm. and she is she got dropped into that position basically because her mom died and handed her basically to properties mm-hmm. that she owns with her sister in Atlanta. That's it. So I'm just watching. Like I don't, you know, my dad didn't leave me anything, but now I'm trying to learn and I'm just, you know, obviously like approaching 30. And I'm just like, okay. And I but I'm realizing like a lot of it is shit that I was never taught about. A in pu- in like public education. I was never taught like the the confidence and like the patience that it takes with myself to be like i'm not dumb like, i think i used to call myself dumb mm-hmm. like i realized how mean it was to yeah. call myself an idiot in it my own head
1: out. yeah yeah and yeah. i'm
0: like now that i'm older i'm like oh it's this that's a narrative that i was telling myself how do i switch that narrative up? how do i start changing my auntie calls it changing the tapes changing out the re- the tapes that are in your head like we've been playing the same tape over and over and over. You've been telling yourself something over mm-hmm. and over and over. You guys got to switch the tapes out. You've been playing the same tapes. So now I'm just like, okay, I learn by it takes sometimes it takes me a while. I gotta really focus. I gotta really re-read stuff sometimes mm. and be like okay with learning financial health like and financial literacy. I, I'm not dumb. I just I, I know what it takes for me to learn. And I think a lot of people don't give themselves that space. Like they literally, I think people do this to themselves all the time. If somebody calls you dumb, if somebody calls you, if especially if it was your parent or your older sibling or an ex, you know, you're playing the same tapes like over and over and over, and it takes, I don't know, I, I it takes a lot for you to. To switch those out,
1: And awareness too to know that oh shit, yeah. Because I yeah I do like I'll be like you're dumbass like sometimes be like Ralph, you're dumbass like you can't find your keys mm. and then I'd be like I'm sorry you're not dumb like I say that like, immediately I'd be like you're not dumb <laughs> like like because I realize I was just like why are you calling yourself a dumbass like and then I'm I mean I'm not gonna break down like parents saying it's dumb <laughs> you're stupid like but there's a lot of times where you're just like damn i'm saying this because someone said it to someone else that said it to me Like, you know what i'm saying like yeah it's all like but I, I don't know i like when it comes to like me being like talking to myself or being aware like i i think i put myself in too in a delusional state of high regard like you know yeah. what i'm saying like i yeah bro i wake up like, so I'm not saying this happens every day, but there are seasons like where I wake up and the first thing on my mind is, Ralph, you're the best that that ever did it. Like, that is what comes out of my like, that's the first thought. Like, there's that's nothing good. else. I feel like that's good. It, it is good. Like, I literally like, so go figure out what it is. Like, that's what my brain <laughs> is like. Like, you're the best that ever did it. What is it? Like, that's what it is. Like. But I wake up with that reassurance and like, you're a beautiful man. Like, hmm. And then sometimes you like sometimes you just don't say it. But I I if you're a listener, like definitely take that time this week to look in the mirror, like really look in your eyes and like say, I love you. Mm-hmm. Like, see if say it four times, see if it, it don't like fucking say it six times. See if you don't be like, oh, shit, someone else is saying this to me mm-hmm. and I'm listening. I'm receiving this. I mean, it, it really is. like I am beautiful. Like I am like it's like. It sounds silly, but it works. Mm. It really works. Like, And not like your life changes in a, in a day, Like, but it's like internally, mm-hmm. you feel like, okay, nobody can try me. I just, yeah. No one, no one, I mean, this world is not. And then you, you got to stay prayed up. Like, yeah, too, you yeah, got to stay, yeah. like, whatever you do. Like, I don't know. Before I leave the house and I was like, poly Santo, like, I put mm-hmm. it over myself, release any energy that doesn't serve me. Yeah. When I don't do it, I notice it. Like, mm-hmm. like I'll ride in the street. The traffic is a little more edgy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. people are coming my way. I'm feeling bothered. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. It's wild, man.
0: I, I go through times where I don't have anything left. You know, mm-hmm. you know, when somebody's asking you to do something or, or you know something is due and you just have to do it mm-hmm. and you don't like your body's like and your brain sometimes. And it's like sometimes, and I forget that, man. I do that a lot where I'll be doing something and I'll forget, but I'll remember when it's usually too, I won't say when it's too late, but it's usually like when I just need it, I'll be like, God, I need your help right now. Mm -hmm. I need you. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything that I'm doing without you. Mm -hmm. I got food on my table. The lights are on in my house. I'm drinking water. I couldn't have done any of this. I couldn't do anything that I'm doing without all of the blessings that I don't acknowledge. And now I'm asking you for something bigger. That's mm, crazy.
1: Yeah, you give
0: me, you gave me everything I need. Yeah, you gonna give you everything you yeah. need. but I'm asking. Oh wow. But I'm believe, and it's like, yeah, it's like what. But that's what the Bible. I forgot which verses. You know, and that's a it, like we talked with Fatima today, our guest about just like you know, um the metaphysical and, like, being connected spiritually and and how the the science works out as well. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it physically, why wouldn't you look towards... Even if you... That's what I don't understand. Like, if you don't believe in a higher power, like, shit, that's a long life. That's a long life. If you really don't... Because it's like, why would you not look up to whatever it is? Even if you think God is some people think God is like um, missing (laughs) Mm -hmm. or like doesn't care about earth or like, you know, Mm -hmm. he let, why would he let babies die? And all these questions. But it's like, still some of that is like, even if that's the case, even if we don't understand how God works and the math of like why certain things happen, why wouldn't you look towards that all knowing all flowing energy that just is mm. that exists that flows through us constantly and gives us everything like why wouldn't you ask that power for help to do the little human selfish thing that doesn't even really matter but tapping into that energy it's renew it's like it's mm. like it washes you amen and you don't know where it comes from but you're like oh okay i tapped in i got a little bit i got a little bit wow yeah. okay I'm human. I'm alive.
1: And then like this week. Yeah, bro. This week was like thankful. And then asking, like, mm-hmm. I I will say, that, <laughs> like, I will say thank you all the, in the same sentence I'm saying, thank you. Yeah. I will ask for what I want. Yeah. Cause it's like a lot of people were like, I think Christians like they love to be humble and like, don't ask God. God will provide me mm-hmm. like, nah, I feel like God got the bag and he's just like, when you want it. Yeah. But here's how you're going to get it. It's going to be a journey. Mm-hmm. you are like, all right, thank mm-hmm. you for this journey.
0: Well, we we have an amazing conversation coming up with uh, a brilliant comedian, actor, writer. You may have seen her on Life and Pieces on CBS. She's been on Goliath on Amazon. You may know her she was really a breakout on Laugh Mobs, Laugh Tracks on True TV, and she just had her half-hour special Nice to Meet Me has been out. Um, so please check that out. It's really, really amazing. She did it herself, partnership with Comedy Dynamics. And you can find it on Amazon Prime, Apple TV. You can also stream the album. Stream the album, man. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, if you just like to listen to comedy um, and other places as well. So you can find Fatima Talia on IG. You can just find her, uh, follow her there. She's amazingly brilliant in the moment, authentic even on her social media. So please follow her. And and she's got some amazing content she puts out all the time. Follow her at Fatima Talia and we'll hear that interview uh, and some great stories. She has some fucking epic, real ass stories that she tells us on this interview. Coming up right after this. You ever just wake up and go to your closet and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to wear today, but I want to feel like myself. Like I want to feel dope. I want to feel super charged. Like I'm a superhero putting on my uniform. You know where you need to go? Alert clothing brand. These guys are a young fashion company doing amazingly positive things. I mean, they have premium materials. They have t-shirts, hats, hoodies, And all original designs with these creative sayings that just let you know that you are coming into your power as a human being. They, They try to really encourage everybody who's a part of their movement to enlighten themselves and stay vigilant on a journey of finding the best you. You know what I mean? You you, you want to feel like you you on your purpose, like you you confident, like you feeling self-awareness and self-development. So I need you to go ahead and get your fashion game up. Go to alert.com. That's A-L-L-I-R-T dot And you can also keep up with them at alert brand on Instagram. And when you get to that website, I need you to do one thing for me. You got a discount code only from us at High Power Podcast. Go ahead and type in Power Pod on the checkout. All right, that's your code. Go ahead and type in PowerPod for an exclusive discount only from High Power listeners. So go ahead and get into the best self that you possibly can with Alert Clothing Brand, all right? They are here to remind you that you are a God having a human experience. Alert.com. I
2: had this joke about which is true i had like my dad and i didn't get a relationship together until like he was very old and i was like older Mm -hmm. and then when he passed away my younger brother and i like we were sad but it was just like we didn't really know him so it wasn't like a really sad situation so when we went to vegas for the funeral they gave us all like his ashes and stuff after we had left Mm -hmm. vegas like or they mailed them or something like that anyway yes they mailed them they mailed ashes yeah, because we, we he got we got him cremated. We had a little whole thing with, like, a powwow with, like, my other siblings whatever. And then they mailed us later on. You get the ashes because he got cremated. Anyway, my brother and I had this running joke about how our dad was still in the envelope.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: like, oh, how
2: wait. we didn't take him out because we, like, most people buy an urn or you get you know, yeah. some kind of necklace. We didn't. Like, we received the ashes and kept moving on with wait, life. was
0: it in a bag? In the it's envelope? in a bag.
2: It's in an envelope. Yeah. In
0: a bag and
2: an envelope. Like a zip in, a, it's bag? in a, No, it's in a nice little like bag, nice bag or whatever. But it's in this FedEx thing. And like, it mm-hmm. stayed in there. Like, I'm talking about like how, you know, how you like just have a bunch of mail on your yeah. desk. Oh, no. Like, my dad was mixed <laughs> up in a bunch in the, of mail. Your dad was in the mail. And I had pile a joke about in the this, crib? How I kept mo- And I moved, right? Yeah. And so I had moved and I couldn't find my dad. Like I was like, where no. the fuck did I move him, <laughs> right? Because I had moved into a new apartment yeah. and I knew that I had kept him in the FedEx thing. Yeah. But then I was like, I couldn't find him. Oh. So we had this running joke in my house with my roommates being like, if you guys see my dad, don't throw him away. Like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> yo. Yo, you're that. The for that. <laughs> and, and so wait, 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 I would do this, wait, on, did stage you, you and, did this on stage. Okay, and good. then people would be like, some people would be, like, really appalled about it. And, well, I had this, the joke goes on, basically, where I, where I found him. Yeah. and Because I, I couldn't find him until, like, I moved again. And when I moved again, I found him underneath my mattress. Somehow I put it underneath my mattress, and I was like, oh, my God, he heard me screaming out daddy to somebody wow. else. <laughs> like, that was the end of the joke. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. everybody was like, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I stopped doing it because yeah. it was hit or miss. Sometimes yeah. you would be like, this is the worst dad story ever. <laughs> oh,
1: where would it man. hit and where would it miss them?
2: Yeah. People started losing it when I was just like, I, I had him on the desk for like forever. My, me and my brother would like talk about it. We did. Mm. This is a true story. My brother would be like, you put dad anything yet? And I'm like, he's still sitting on the, he on the top of the mail though. He ain't underneath all the mail. Oh
0: my God. He <laughs> like moving, fucking, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, moving yeah. up.
2: Literally, he is still in that mail thing as we speak. Right now, except he's in a file like with some other papers
1: birth certificate, social security, Dad right? Ash. Yeah, Dad, 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 yeah Dad Ash.
2: He's in my, I mean, he's not in my bed anymore, but like, yeah, this is the worst that story he I mean so that's overrated. real
1: though like, that is real that's... he
2: probably listens to me being like it's bitch like it's, like, it's bitch <laughs> looking at <laughs> now, like
1: damn like, at went, wait cool wait back.
2: wait a
0: minute you didn't have a great relationship with we him we didn't right?
2: we didn't not until I'm not saying he deserves that later but hey this
1: he's in a safely under,
2: kept file
1: he's under bed bath and beyond coupons <laughs> and, like, <Yeah. laughs> Right now, he is in a <laughs> you know, file cabinet listen. with, like, a bunch of
2: SAG papers and stuff. Like, hey, that's oh. important.
1: SAG papers and dad. He's in
2: there, yeah. yeah.
0: <clears throat> that's good. At least As long as you keep him near important papers. I think yeah, that's
2: I, nice. I said I was going to take his ashes and, like, put them on things. And then my brother made jokes about that, too. He was like, don't pour. You don't know what you got. What if it's just his foot or something? <laughs> like, you put it.
1: <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. God, this is hilarious. It's dark, Lee. Please. It's
2: dark. Well, this is, like...
0: This is something I feel like is uh, it it may do better in like a FX show. Yeah, you know what I mean, like a show that's kind of I like that you think like a, a show dark comedy.
2: My God, I need to call you because that's
0: funny. Like that's just uh, that's yeah. objectively funny. Well,
2: I'm trying funny. to like like I my end goal in comedy is for my own television show, and I'm mm-hmm. so trying to like. Transfer my mind into like the mm-hmm. writing world. I admire what you do.
0: Well, like you it too. is not easy. I watched um some of uh the life and times of
2: oh, Samantha, Samantha Jane. Jane.
0: The pilot is dope.
2: Thank you. Uh
0: yeah, I get you though. It's it's
2: not an easy thing. No, not when you're like really really busy in the stand-up world. I've noticed that like you mm-hmm. have, it's a muscle. Dude. You
0: kind of got to take a break to make it um just to raise the quality.
1: I don't know. Wow. The, economy the economy there's is weird. There's all kinds of scams. The economy is weird. The
0: economy yeah, is it's weird. weird. It's just like I don't know what.
2: I feel that way. Like with um, the entertainment business is changing. Streaming mm-hmm. and TV has changed everything.
1: As mm-hmm. far
2: as they're far not, as they're as not picking up a lot of shows now. Listen,
1: It's because there's so many goddamn shows it's, already. It's mm-hmm.
2: been the weirdest year for me in a way of like success and being like I just can't get over this last hump. Mm-hmm. Like I want to get. Like I I said, TV is more of where I would like to be. Like my future, I want it to be like in an Issa Rae kind of area, like Mm -hmm. my own show. But like even auditioning for TV, nothing's getting picked up.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, even if it's picked up, they're all delayed. Like
3: Mm -hmm.
2: you don't shoot. Like you'll be like, oh, I auditioned for this back (laughs) in January. (laughs) Yeah, And now it's just coming up. But I'm like, I don't know if it's just a streaming thing. Like Mm -hmm. they're not figuring that part out.
0: I think culturally there's no, there's no... We're there's no more stars that like bring a big audience any. I don't. I won't say anymore, but that's dying. Right. It's like you. It used to be like the perfect recipe to make a successful show was like, Mm -hmm. okay, we'll get this showrunner who's worked on these few successful shows, and here, here's your shot. You get to make your own show. Mm -hmm. All we need is a star actor Mm -hmm. and a great, you know, the love interest and whatever that shit. Yeah. And then so now it's like, I mean, I'm trying to think of the last show. That even had enough star power to keep to to A get the pilot scene and then get a successful season. But then it's like, I think just culturally people are not patient. So people aren't I don't I don't know. It's hard for even me. I think, me uh, I think to it's like, a
2: mixture of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Patience. And the like, internet is making us all less patient with yeah. it. And also your stars are there now. Mm-hmm. Like I think now. People are like, "Oh, this person from TikTok is a star," mm-hmm. versus like uh, the way stars were made, you know, ten right. years ago. You mean right.
1: with talent development, right? Yeah. You mean don't come out till you're ready. You mean yeah. You mean well. With...
2: I mean, I don't know about that because then they'll give they'll give TV shows to YouTube stars, and those crash.
1: They all crash horribly. One season. It's I don't even know if it's star power because I'm thinking about Insecure, right? It was no stars in that show. Mm-hmm. That it was first relatable. Pod. So it was a very relatable show. That's why we were drawn to it. Yeah, we were it was drawn. Relatable. relatable. Mm-hmm. So where, yeah.
0: wait, like, you're from Chicago, right? Yeah, born and raised. Born and raised. Mm-hmm. When did you? What was the Chicago comedy scene like when you were there? Because we were there, uh, maybe like five years ago.
2: But I damn. don't. I know it's been a while. Well, I but wasn't. This, a but part of you started it. there. No,
0: you didn't start. No, there. you started. Yes.
2: I, I. It's the craziest story ever. Mm-hmm. I was doing, like, sketch writing at Second City in Chicago. Oh. Like, I would take...
0: I didn't like, know you were Second Wanna. City.
2: Yeah, I did some stuff there, and I was a voiceover actor, and, like, I was modeling and stuff in, L- in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, like, just doing commercials. When I got to L.A., I had no intentions of being a comic whatsoever. Like, I was friends with tons of comics in Chicago. Like, mm-hmm. Dave Hellum and... Uh, yeah. uh uh, what's uh, you know, Monk? Kelly Howard? Okay, yeah,
0: Kelly Howard. She, we,
2: her and I had known each other since we were in grammar school.
0: Wow, so like fourth man. grade,
2: we like lived down the street from one another, bike riding, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so like I kind of like was around them, and then I'm pretty close friends with uh, Little Rail's old manager, Knowledge. Okay, okay. Um, they were around my older cousins growing up, and like D Ray went to high school with my cousin, and like, so those people were all around in my life, but I like never had any plans of being a stand up
3: mm-hmm. when I
2: got to LA. I stayed in the improv world mm-hmm. and somebody was like, bro, you need you need to be a stand-up. And I was like, No, I'm not going up there by myself. Like, that's horrible. <laughs> and it just kept coming. Like it's people just kept saying that to me. And then I was just it's I guess it was just meant to be because someone gave me like a list to open mics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, All right, I'm gonna go. And I went. And it went well, but I was still kind of like on the fence. Mm. And randomly I was at UCB one time and this girl, I forget her name. Like she came up to me and was just like, Hey, they're looking for writers for the CBS diversity showcase. You should do it. And I was like, okay. So then she gave me the paper and I ended up getting it. Like I didn't have a writer's resume or nothing. I ended up getting it and being a part of that community, like open up doors. I think at the time it was like IO West Yeah, had like open mics and stuff. So I was doing open mics heavy. And then, a year from that, it just started happening, like where people wow. was asking me to like open for them and stuff. And I like wow. just kept working on it and got better and better and better. But this was not wasn't the plan. in the plans. No. What
0: do you think it was about you in that space that made people tell you that? That made them go, you gotta do stand-up.
2: I you know, how you do your um U C V uh graduation class. Mm-hmm. I did that and instead of us having them ask for the, the word. I did a, a monologue
3: mm-hmm.
2: to like start our. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I did this monologue and I told a story about my grandfather. And it, like, everybody was dying. Like, everybody's watching it. <laughs> and my teacher was like, This is what I'm trying to tell you. Like, wow. you only had it, like two minutes to give us what to do. He's like, In them two minutes, everyone wants you to finish the story. <laughs> like, they don't even care about yeah. what y'all get ready to do. And he was like, He stayed, he stayed like in my corner. Mm.
1: Wow. He and kept, I was a teacher.
2: This was my instructor at uh, UCB. At uh,
1: UCB. And they don't usually, they don't mm. usually encourage stand-up. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: they like, don't. They and really he was don't. just like. You need
1: to go make some money outside this building. Yeah. yeah. You need hey, you smart
2: guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was like, look, you can get yeah, free.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can get, get out of the pyramid scheme.
2: <laughs> and like that, he stayed, he gave me the list and he stayed in my corner and like I kept doing it. Like, mm-hmm. and I kept going. And then it was weird because like, I remember, like, I was just doing open mics and I wasn't in book for any shows. And, like, uh, a friend of mine was like, oh, you got to call Flappers. They, they do tapes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember calling Flappers and trying to get a tape. And the lady was like, oh, it's Christmas time. We'll do it after Christmas, right? I don't know. It must have been fate. Because my name fell into some bucket to where I was, like, able to open for someone from Comedy Central.
0: Wow. Sure. Like,
2: they just called me and was like, hey, are you going to be in town on New Year's Eve? And I was mm-hmm. just like yeah, who is this? And they're like, oh, we're looking for people to open up for whoever it was at the time. I can't remember. But yeah, and then that was my first professional show and I was just like one of those things where like opportunity meets preparation because mm-hmm. I just you I could have said no mics. Yeah, I, I was like only doing open mics and yeah. I only had a type 5 at that time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they were only giving us I think 5-10 minutes and I was like fuck it just do it
1: yeah so I can do that 7 minute you know that quick 7 minute like <laughs> oh, yeah. 2 minutes
2: of that you can talk to the crowd yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, hell
1: yeah so, <laughs> I like how she calculated. yeah 2, yeah, minutes, I was talk like, to two crowd, minutes talk to the crowd walk and and back and forth Make <laughs> sure they see me and then yep. get into it yeah. and then get
2: into it and then that's where it began for me and then after that like the comedy store embraced me at that time, and they 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 had me opening in the main room a lot. Wow! Oh, like shit. At, beep, beep, beep. hey yeah, man, for was... those
1: who don't know, she opened up in the main room, not the belly room, yeah. not the I, original room. Yeah, I started room. in the main
2: room. Man. I got they had a showcase like mm-hmm. years ago. Some guy that was run, this crazy story. The guy that was running the main room at that time was from like Russia or Ukraine or something, and he's in Stranger Things. In the new season, oh, oh shit, where they're fighting the little animal or whatever, yeah, like yeah. when they're in Russia, and it's crazy because he used to run a store and he became friends with me. He's also in my web series. Um, oh, okay, okay wait, okay. is he series.
1: the guy that's the the other Russian guy that like?
2: It's, he's one of the Russian people. Okay, oh sure. <laughs> but anyway, like I just I saw that when I was watching Strain, I'm like, look how look at you know you look at your journey and yeah. you look at who you're around and then you're like spiritually. You're like, look at that! Like, I had no clue who this man was at that time in my life. Right. Mm. When I met him, he was just running the main room in the at the comedy store. So, and he liked me. Like, I did a great job at the showcase. So he just kept calling me. I wasn't getting paid or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I was opening for like Amy Schumer and like Chris Spencer. Like, this was like mad early nice. in my career. Mm. And I, I, I mean, I watch those tapes now, and I'd be like, girl, what are you talking talking about? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you know. But like that was that's how it began, and I just kept going. I had mm-hmm. no clue. Like, and I I'm, I would say spiritually, I'm, I'm happy that my journey kind of went that way mm-hmm. because I left Chicago coming to L.A. to be an actress. So mm-hmm. I had showed up in here in L.A. already sad.
3: Mm-hmm. I was wow. already. Oh, that's good.
2: For example, when I get reps, they're
3: mm-hmm. always
2: like, you're the only stand up we've ever seen that has credits
3: <laughs> and that <laughs>
2: has a like a demo reel.
0: Yeah.
3: And
2: I'm like thinking about that. I'm like some of my friends that are amazing standups they don't. Pursue that
0: work. Yeah, they're not thinking. They're about, not thinking about that. I was that. thinking, you know, just getting back into the comedy scene after finishing this last project I worked on, I'm, you know, stand-up is just, a, it takes a lot out of you, man. Mm-hmm. You gotta, so I'm fascinated by you even just saying, like, that you, like, kind of stumbled into it and people were just mm-hmm. kind of pushing you in that direction. But I wonder, like, the, in the way that you were just saying that uh, a lot of stand-ups don't think about themselves mm-hmm. in, as far as, like, uh, what they're, goal is or what's the, right, end the end goal they're just hitting mics they're just trying to do the form. and i think
2: that that's why i'm like i said on a you know i'm i'm glad that it was that way for me because mm-hmm. my end goal has always been like i like comedy but i never looked at it as a stand-up i mm-hmm. wanted to have a show like martin so when i moved to la th- like the characters and all that stuff was already something i had already done in chicago yeah. like i was doing okay, youtube stuff okay. in chicago okay. but i didn't it wasn't a world yet it wasn't a, yeah. nobody was like, oh, I'm a YouTube star or this is happening. Yeah, That is gradually happened until I got here. But just having that in goal has made it easier, I feel like, for me to maneuver mm-hmm. through the town of L.A. for stand up, mm-hmm. knowing what I want out of this.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I feel like a lot of people. I, I guess I wonder if people have that.
2: A lot of people don't. I have conversations yeah. with. You know, comics would be like, they're all, they'll come up to me and be like, girl, you be killing it. You be doing this, you be doing that. And i will be like, OK, so what's the end goal? Let's mm-hmm. come up with a plan because you could get there, too. It ain't like I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll be like, well, I mean, <laughs> they'll yeah, be knowing yeah, like what yeah. direction they really want to go in. So, like, they get caught up in this this world of stand up and just doing, doing, doing shows. And then, like, mm-hmm. you're, you're not where you want to be, but you're like, you don't know where you want to be. So how do you know if you're there? You know what I'm saying? Right,
0: right and so. LA is not the place for that
2: not at all cuz
0: it's it's just like the sunshine is beautiful mm. but it will it will dry you it will, it dry will you. turn you into a dried raisin if you don't
2: <laughs> if you don't wear that if sunscreen. you don't
0: use it smartly cuz no, i yeah, yeah cuz i i feel that man i think as as much as you know this journey if you're an entertainer if you've really made that choice mm-hmm. and that's just your life it's like in yeah. a place like L.A. it can It's so really, expensive it here. Expensive. It can run your energy, just uh, drain you. So if you really don't know where you're trying to go, it's like hitting a mic could feel like, what why? am I doing? Why the fuck? Yeah. Why uh, am I going to another one? Why would I go to another one? Why? Yeah. A lot
2: yeah. of people feel like that, you know, especially as you get older in this game. I don't really feel like there's a there's a roadmap to what we do, obviously. But I do feel like for some of us that don't, for example, don't know that L.A. expensive as hell. So mm-hmm. if you don't know what your side job going to be, you finna struggle, especially if you don't come from f- a family with money. Mm-hmm. So you're going to work a bunch of BS side jobs, or you're going to work at a restaurant and that's going to be hard while you're trying to pursue this. That's the whole struggle. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of homelessness. Yeah. That's why for me now, especially after the pandemic, I've learned so much about my myself that I feel like now it's what makes you happy in the midst of this journey. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that is, what's going to keep you going. If you, just do it because you're looking at what someone has and then you get in there and you're like, oh, I don't know if I like this. Then you're never going to have a good time in the process of this. Like, Mm -hmm. I used to, like, take this so serious to where I would be like, oh, well, I don't need to go to my friend's wedding. I don't need to always go home and see my family. I don't always Mm -hmm. need to, like, stop and, like, smell the roses. I've been there. Because I'm such in a grind of wanting what I want. And I did that for years. Whereas now, I'm like, I'm not missing out on my mother's birthday Or my brother's baby shower, which I'm going to, or having a relationship that's normal, or like Mm -hmm. trying to have a a life, like that's something that I feel like a lot of like somebody said this to me recently. It's funny. Um, one of my homeboys, I do videos with a lot. G King was like, "You gonna be gone for three weeks? That's too long for LA." (laughs) And I was like, "They gonna forget about you." (laughs) And I was like, "No." And I was like, "I'm not thinking like that no more." I realized that. What like what the amount of stages I've hit after pandemic and the people that I've worked with, I'm like, I solidly believe I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm God willing. I'm allowed to go. Yeah. Be happy. Yeah. If 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 I leave for three weeks and I come back and they don't know who Fatima Tilly is and I ain't do it right the first time, baby. I don't <laughs> need to be here. Like, because I see it. like I I look at it like, you know, you avoid those things, though. At least mm-hmm. I did. I avoided a lot of those like boyfriends and. Mm-hmm weddings and yeah. going home for certain stuff I like i don't need to spend that money i need to save that money for here because i want to invest in this or the like but then you miss out mm. you miss out and then how do you become a, a comic with authentic stories stories
1: mm-hmm. yeah. it's a weird world we're living in right now it is don't you feel like la is like the epicenter of whatever else is going to happen like if <laughs> if it if you wake up in la and you see like the streets are bubbling or shit like that or you see like activity you're like oh it's gonna be a crazy day today yeah, yeah. Like, i could tell what day it is by just like riding my bike down the street like, where oh, do you wait. live i live downtown
2: okay so you yeah so
1: okay. i see like if it's if i see unusual amount of activity i'm like oh it's gonna be a crazy mm-hmm. day yeah i live yeah. in west
2: hollywood
1: you live there right now yeah we that's know. crazy too It's very. It's
2: it's crazier than I thought it was gonna be. It's wild
1: west out. I kind of was just telling
2: my friend I was like I'm gonna move out of Hollywood after this next cycle.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, it is crazy. It's real crazy. Mm -hmm. They think it's normal out there. It's cleaner. It's
2: not even that.
1: It is. It's wild out there.
2: I live right by Runyon, and it's
1: oh Runyon. mm -hmm. Oh, you live. That's kind of that's a nice little area you live. in, It's nice,
2: but. This ghetto. It's kind (laughs)
1: of. I mean, because you live by Runyon, too. It's
2: like people move. They put all their furniture, like, literally outside in front of the building. Yeah. And then there's just a guy on it.
1: All day. (laughs) Like,
2: at home. (laughs) So, like, you leave your house, like, in the morning with your coffee, and it's, like, some dude, like, just right outside your apartment. He's
1: like, good morning.
2: Basically. (laughs) You
1: look gorgeous.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's crazy. And, like, Hollywood always has shootings constantly.
1: No, there's shootings everywhere. God. And they're very quiet about the shootings. Like, you know. Like- Literally,
2: I witnessed one last no. Saturday. It was crazy. So I went to lunch with a friend at this place called Mama Shelter. In, uh, Hollywood. Oh, yeah. A yeah. 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 little spot. We go have drinks and some lunch. I come down. I'm like, Fuck. FaceTiming my boyfriend, being like, yeah, it was really cute. <laughs> I hear pop, 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 pop. Everyone's running. This is then- right outside Mama Shelter? Like, down the street, like, right off sunset. Okay. So, like, I'm just, and I'm, like, looking. And then, like, this guy, he's sweating. His bag is ripped. He's like, don't go that way. They almost killed me. And I'm just like, what? Whoa. So then I just stop. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm not walking home. I guess I got to call an Uber because I don't live too far from Mama Shelter. Mm-hmm. And, like, so I saw a bunch of people rushing, and they were all like, oh, there was a shooting at this weed pop-up shop. Mm. like all types of people white, black you name it everyone's hiding behind things it was dramatic mm. and then you know Citizens App was like the hel- helicopters are everywhere two yeah. people shot yeah
1: the crime out here is crazy
2: the crime out here is bananas it's great
1: it's like they Don't warn you about this, they at don't all warn you. you move. Like, we're like, yeah. I'm moving to LA. I'll be like, Go to New York, dog. yeah. Go to New York, <laughs> at least there. The crime is like, uh, you know, you expect it. it, yeah. A little you expect bit it a little bit, and I don't even think they got that much crime compared to like, I don't, I don't know think how it, beats it is. LA.
2: LA is pretty, LA
1: is, bro. Yeah. I got my bike stolen, yeah, tires stolen, glasses robbed, like, yeah, in, within serious. a year. Within yeah. a year. Oh, yeah. studio stolen, robbed. Dude,
0: I remember. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there was a shooting right at the fucking Grand Central Market. Like, I
2: can see that. With Damn. that lunch
1: downtown. Like, oh, I know where that's it. Bro, like, I was just like, what? Who is...
2: shoots at lunch? Bro,
1: oh. Oh, we're eating, <laughs> we're bro. Eating. You mad? <laughs> you in line, bro?
2: What's like... happening? No, it's wow.
0: Kids, you know, nineteen, twenty. The, the trend I've been
2: seeing on TikTok, which yeah. is crazy, is if you have a napkin in your door handle, the new trend is that they're putting some kind of numbing something on it. And it's like a part of the whole snatch, snatch you up culture.
1: I just heard about this.
2: Yeah.
1: days ago. These girls are telling me about this. Yes. It's t- so scary. Because sex trafficking thing. Yes. Is uh-huh. going. First of all, we don't even talk about sex trafficking as much as we should. We this should. Shit is, this yeah. shit is crazy. It was the napkin shit I heard this week. The napkin week,
2: shit scared me. Where they, like, they like, even God.
1: actually, the cop took the napkin off, but they didn't wipe out the the wipe the wipe handle. So even when she touched it, she still passed out. So I was like, what the fuck
2: is going on? Oh, my on, God. Bro? Like, there was a girl that talked about it because she passed out, but she wasn't alone. So she passed out of her friend's house, and then they woke up, and they talked about it on TikTok.
1: And bro, like, that so shit on? is... So, it's so crazy. I'm just like, first of all, who is starting the meetings like, A napkins this year, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> because no I'm only would, saying no gentlemen. No think that, yeah.
2: though. Just think about it. Mm-hmm. You, you're laughing and talking with whomever you're with, you and your girl. Y'all leaving brunch. Y'all tipsy. Mm-hmm. There's a napkin in the door. Girl, ha ha pulls it out, throws it away. Y'all both pass out. Organs. <laughs> Done.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
2: doom, but then doom. when you think about it, bro. it's like...
1: That shit is wild. It's bro. a high yeah. market.
2: It's a big market. Like mm-hmm. Getting organs is lit.
1: Stop!
2: God. Stop saying that, bro. What? God. Getting
1: organs is lit. Like
2: it's the game. Like they out here, like
1: it really is the game out here. They either want your organs if you're a black man, or mm-hmm. if you're a woman, they want your body and they want your babies, and they want to clone you. God
0: they want to clone. They me? want to
1: clone us. Who? I don't know. I think, who is that? I, I think there's an island <laughs> where it's they. Just, because God, listen, like who is there's they? so many <laughs> missing kids. Like I know, I'm. We're gonna switch it off, but there's so many missing kids and we don't even talk about it after they're like, they're missing. And yeah. it's just like gone. Like, and then we don't think about the parents that are really actually missing this kid. Like, mm-hmm. parents, well, we just see it on the social media and then we swipe. Like, because mm-hmm. what are we going to do? Cause there's too much. Yeah. So okay. you say you're spiritual. Very. Like, what's that mean?
2: I don't know if I want to go into like, I believe in there's this white guy upstairs and we're going to get there. Mm-hmm.
3: Like, no, I don't
2: know. I'm not into all that. I think there's a higher power, of course. I'm more of a un- universe type talking person, like most people would say. But mm-hmm. I get into like manifestations, and I'm very much into like meditating and making sure that my energy is always in a a good space in order to attract the things that I want out of life. But I, I believe that everybody's journey has the end goal like that. If you're doing, if you're in line with what you was comfortable to you,
3: mm-hmm.
2: like mm-hmm. to me, I never like I say this to my agents and managers now, like I don't want to do anything that's outside of the brand. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like if you do stand up every other night and they send you a show that is a drama, you got to mm-hmm. prep for that. You're not going to be the greatest at that as the person right. who does drama all the time auditioning to that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like
2: that muscle of you being great, quick on your feet, stand up. It's a no brainer if you get something like that. Yeah. I shot a special over pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um
1: A comedy special?
2: I did. I did a half hour. It's called Nice to Meet Me.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm. And it
2: was based off of me really taking the greatest time ever during pandemic to really get to know myself.
3: Mm. Like,
2: I think pandemic was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. Like, so I did that. And then that was my first time really looking at myself as a stand up. Mm. That experience of shooting that. Like going through the edits and going through all of that. Like I got to see myself. And how I sound and what I talk about and the way that I wow. deliver it. Like, it was a learning experience out of this world that literally after putting that out, I feel like I became the best at, at what it is that I do on stage. Mm-hmm. And it, be, it became more physical. Wow. Um, because I am very animated, but I think there was this, like, self-esteem issue I would have, like, being on stage and having people watch me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, as comfortable as I wouldn't be around my friends. Mm-hmm. And once I watched that, I was like, no, you got to be the girl you are at the brunch, baby. Yeah. Full, full yeah, out. Yeah. And like, so doing that, I feel like, it, and that's when things really took off for me, up wise mm-hmm. Like, I put out that special and I don't even think it was like that great because I didn't have anywhere to work out. To yeah, yeah. It. How did you even yeah, do that? Did was, you
1: have an audience? Did you shoot I did, this in the living room?
2: That, it was, here's the thing. Crazy. Another one of those like mm-hmm. crazy moments of determination. Like I'm telling you, like there's these moments where I don't even feel like I'm in my body. Like I don't know who is running this yeah. shit, but it's like, we're gonna do this. <laughs> I had started having great success in Steam in 2020. And then pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. And like I was like, I can't let my Steam die. What what am I gonna do? There's no stages. This Zoom show shit isn't cutting it. Yeah. My brother is, my family is mostly in entertainment. So my brother is a producer for music, but he also does like, uh, he did he did all the music for Samantha Jane. Oh, great. Oh, cool. So we do a lot of stuff together. And then he came to me and was like, yo, let's shoot a special. And I was like, how are we going to do that? How are we going to get a crowd? He was like, you got enough Instagram followers it would fucking come out for you. And mm-hmm. I was like, you think? During like a virus? <laughs> I was like, I don't know if they love me that much. You know? And so I just, I was writing, 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 and then like, um, there were like underground mics that people were doing outside in, in L.A. So I was working yeah. on them, but it wasn't like the same as having like a show. So I was so insecure about the material that I was doing and I wasn't sure it was going to come out. And then Samson Crouppen, I don't know if you know him. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a good friend of mine. He, I met him during doing uh, True TV. Yeah. And he has a nice home in Silver Lake um, up in the hills. And he was doing shows there for like comics anyway. And so I hit him up and he would just like, because at the time he was at the Dave Chappelle thing when Dave Mm -hmm. Chappelle was doing that uh, whole camp. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, we could work it out. Like Dave's been making it safe. Like we could do it like this. And so I literally put it on my like Instagram story and like all of my Instagram followers got tested. I could only have 40 people. Mm -hmm. So we did it outside. All of them brought negative tests. Mm -hmm. Um, We got a porta potty for outside. My management team had it to where they everybody, when they came in, had to scan their ticket. I didn't make any pay, but they had to scan their ticket and then show their mm-hmm. that they weren't. Yeah. And we made it into a pandemic event, kind of, showing wow. what, how I fought through the pandemic. So yeah. we documented, documentary style, the entire experience to shooting it. And three then,
1: cameras. How many cameras? Yeah,
2: three cameras. And then I had cameras following me around like throughout like the time of us prepping for mm-hmm. it and everything like that. And then we shot it. And then when I was done with it, it, was quality was good. The sound was on point. My brother was the DJ for it. All of my fans came. Samson produced. My my younger cousin is the director. And then Comedy Dynamics picked it up.
0: Okay, I was going to ask. I was like, so that was all you all me. and your brother basically deciding to do
2: this. Yeah, we and were then at a coffee shop in Hollywood. Yeah. And we sat there together. We was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can fucking pull this shit off. Mm. That's, that's what it is it though. Is.
0: People and, and to anybody who's listening, like who's looking to get to where they want reps or they want manager mm-hmm. or they want people on their payroll or they want the next thing, people always latch on to somebody who's a moving train. A moving
2: train. People oh, for just want to sure. get on
0: the train that's already moving. So yeah. if you like, and I kind of wanted to help, you know, maybe as a uh just to anybody who's listening, like, I think you are, you're a very, you're a self-starter.
2: I'm very self-starter, I mean, ways. I had my moments. I had one mm-hmm. recently because I I went out, and I, and I like to say this, I feel like people don't look at me as like somebody who like gets affected by things that I don't get. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like I see other comics and they're always like, you're always doing this. And I'm always like, ugh, I'll be at home just as <laughs> having a bad time as like anybody else's heart. But I had to showcase for Comedy Central mm-hmm. and I didn't even get a call back.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, I feel like I put in work on that stage. But, again, that's a part of the process of learning that everything ain't always for you, that there's something else that is the case. But I do sometimes feel like, why do I always have to create Mm -hmm. projects for myself in order to be working? I hate that because you have to spend so much money.
1: I mean, you do. That's the thing.
2: You got to be doing something that just comes naturally to you. Yeah, yeah. That pops off, and then
1: Mm -hmm. that's how it works.
2: You are the content, though. Just know that. Yeah. It's really not about making the content. You are the content you guys are into astrology i was about to ask you what's your sign a little bit
1: is. Oh what's your what's I your sign it. i'm an aquarius oh aquarius yeah mm, okay aquarius and what what else
2: well i i, I am a cancer what is it the right like the
1: rising and i'm a cancer moon. rising okay. my
2: aquarius is my venus and my moon is leo
1: oh, okay because i'm like aquarius i don't really get along with Aquarius. What, what's your is? sign i'm a taurus and my then, best
2: friends are Taurus,
1: and then i'm a rising gemini which makes me a little crazy okay i've the dated lots
2: of lots of gemini's it's, you're not you're not well
1: not <laughs> not, but the taurus keeps me like kind of balanced yeah. with the crazy but your
2: relationships, you be struggling
1: am struggling every day yes relationship with, with what you're a taurus yeah. and a
2: gemini and a sagittarius yeah. oh my god but you are listen. driving some woman crazy no. <laughs> They're driving me crazy. I'm like,
1: They're driving oh me crazy. Oh my
2: God. You I'm, are an emotional I'm, I'm, for wreck. For once about yeah. Now I'm, I'm <laughs> you're an emotional wreck.
1: Can't I take it. Journal now, so I'm working <laughs> on myself. Like, I mean I Aquarius is a uh, an acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used... feel
2: like people say I hear that a lot.
1: Yeah, it's an acquired taste. Everyone's always
2: like, You guys are crazy. <laughs> this is this is happening. And I'm it's, like, Y'all
1: your own people. Y'all your own. I
2: feel like I've calmed down so much. If I could say the old version of me is Aquarius. Probably so,
1: mm-hmm.
2: much, 10 times turd than the Aries. Yeah, 10 times turd. <laughs> I feel like now I'm like chilling. Like my Nice to Meet Me special talks about, I had literally two years before pandemic, I was arrested, I had community service.
1: Mm. Arrested for what? Domestic? I had a
2: fight, I had a fight at the Mondrian Hotel.
1: what happened? <laughs> you got You got four minutes, you could tell me.
2: Okay, I will say this. I had had a lot of things that I was unaware of in my life coming from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And that's what nice to me was about coming from Chicago and coming from a family that I had. A lot of times your family, are not going to tell you that you have certain issues because they got them issues too.
3: Mm-hmm. So you don't know. Right, right, right. But
2: I was very like zero to 100. Like that was me. Like, I think I was that in general before, like who I am now, even as a comic, like, Mm-hmm. I've done podcasts where people be like, yeah, you, you was about to fight such and such as the improv. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was about to fight her. Like, that was God about damn. to happen. <laughs> like, because like, I was really not, I was real, like, quick. Like, the Southside version of me was, like, here to stay. What happened was we, me and my friends went to a brunch. And we were supposed to this, go to this pool party. And, like, I don't know. It was, like, this white environment. We were supposed to be on the list. The guy at the door was, like, real, 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 and, like, my friends had left. They had went to go smoke. And I was, like, supposedly, like, handling that so we'd be, like, in a spot. Mm. He was, like, really, really rude. Anyway, I had a couple words with him going back and forth. And it was fine. Like, we had our words or whatever. But as I, was, as I was walking away, they, like, called security. And, like, security wasn't, like, trying to defuse it. Like, it's kind of like how you see people get arrested. Like, they just grabbed me.
3: Mm. Mm-mm.
2: And, like, that... You can't just grab somebody with the mentality <laughs> that I had at that time. Mm-mm. Like, they just, all of them, like, rushed and grabbed me to, like, I guess, physically remove me from in front of where we were to, like, talk to this man. Anyway, when they did that, like, I, like, moved like anybody else would. Like, let me go, you know. And, like, when I did that, they like, this other female security guard was with them. And they were all ready for the smoke. Like, security be ready like, so yeah, they
1: need, action. They, they need yeah.
2: action. So like when I did that, she like her face was like, oh, it's I get to do. I get to turn up. I literally beat her ass. Like, and she was so much bigger than me. Shit. <laughs> like so much bigger than me. I didn't even realize how big she was until we were in court. But damn, damn court. She looked over like, oh, shit, that bitch is 6'5". Well, I hurt her. <laughs> I physically hurt her. um, And she had to get stitches.
1: Mm. So it emotionally hurt her, too.
2: Watching the video and how I like threw her. You see, every every time we would go to court, everyone would be like, <gasps> Because, like, I was so small. I want to see this shit. And, like, when I, she was a bigger butcher woman. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I got blacked out. I don't even remember. Oh, blackout
1: like, brunch bra! Like, I don't remember.
2: So when we was at court, like, every the tape would go and a judge and all the people would watch and Everyone would just be looking like, what? <laughs> like, what is going on? And, like, the judge was like, everybody would always be like, All right, Well. <laughs> <laughs> And then my lawyer would be like, "She's a comic, so," <laughs> that, and like she didn't get on stage that week. And like so, so basically, <laughs> so, the anger management part was like a very enlightening moment for me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was. It was the questions they asked you just for intake in general mm-hmm. were things that I never even identified with. They were like, "So, what was it like in your household when your mom said this to your dad?" I'd be like slap this nigga.
3: Like mm-hmm. slap
2: Like every question Was like slap And it was just like Oh you You identify With uh, Defending yourself is not even like A conversation mm-hmm. Like the way you grew up Is like You said something Out of pocket Run over there And punch this mm-hmm. In the face Like that's the way And then just Going through that process And like The long time I want to go theory. to anger management It was It was So much Enlightening And like so And then I they We did therapy after that It was like I learned That was like An experience
1: so you're mm-hmm. Now, much better, much refined. I feel say? like now
2: it's gonna take a whole lot to get me to that. Yeah,
1: but the mm-hmm. anger's still there. I feel like.
2: I mean, it's there, right? But I don't. I don't reply
1: with anger the same way yeah. that I would a long yeah. time ago.
2: Now I'm low key. Like, wow, I'm so sorry this is happening to you, ma'am.
1: Yeah. I
0: want to wrap this up with this. If you would indulge this yeah. thought, uh, in this apocalypse world that we are uh, living in slash approaching.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What? What is the? Um, what would you want to be doing if if you found out shit? It's all gonna be over next. Uh-huh. I don't know if you if the apocalypse happens. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to be? What do you want to be doing in the last like few moments?
2: Um, I picture it uh, with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I would love to be wherever he's at, and I like what I do, and I and I'm learning so much more about the digital world. Mm-hmm. I would love to be a vessel of what everybody would watch on whatever social media platform I decide to use mm-hmm. in those final moments. Whether I'm putting out comedy videos or if I'm just doing regular vlogging, talk about what's happening. <laughs> I would still <laughs> you know, want to be Asteroids. Yeah, like, like it's, it ain't here yet, but like you know, since, <laughs> Yo, like something about yeah, I can see that shit.
1: It ain't it, here it ain't
2: yet,
1: yet yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's getting hotter.
2: But it's getting hotter. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm here with, I'm out and here. And name
2: it something like particularly about the asteroid and like, I yeah. don't know, I would definitely still want to so be. Funny. That's
1: <laughs> so
0: funny. That's so funny. But, I, but I you could do it at home. Y'all. Right. It's crazy yeah. I got
1: service. I would want to
2: be with my significant other in a house where I had like a, a mic and a camera and a, that would be my thing to yeah. do. Real shit.
1: I love it. Thank for- you for your presence today.
2: <laughs> no, this is great.
0: I hope you had fun. I did. Thanks everybody for listening. You know where to find us Follow us, subscribe, rate us 5 stars. We are at High Power Pod on IG. You can hear all the episodes at highpowerpod.com. Uh we love y'all. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by me, Global James Warming. You may not believe in me, but maybe you've met other members of my family. My mom is Ozone Lisa Lair. Let me know if you've seen her because she's disappearing. So is my nephew, Caps. Remember next time you hear Nelly's It's Getting Hot in Here, you'll see he wasn't really a rapper. He was just hip-hop's first environmentalist. Paid for by the end of the world, what the fuck we gonna do, Foundation.